This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who wants more Tom Cruise movie and Marvel crossovers, Ryan Nelson. I do want that. That's, I'm glad you mentioned that. Justin, it could take you decades. It could take you centuries, centuries. to explain the Tom physics of this show. <laughs> yes, it could. But I don't care. I still love it. Yes, I know. It, the, this was an amazing show. I, we're really going to get into it. I can't wait to talk about just uh, what all we experienced uh, with this finale. So, uh, If you've been listening to this podcast since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the finale of the second season and maybe just the finale in general of Loki on Disney+. Plus. If you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast you can go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and you can get patreon only content you can support us at a three five ten or twenty dollar level and when you join up we'll shout you out here on the show if you want ad free access to the podcast any level of being a patreon supporter will get you the show ad free doesn't matter which level you come in at so three five ten or twenty all four levels do get you the show ad free however if you go above that three dollar level you do get some uh, additional content as well so we do bonus episodes and things like that so if you go for the some of the higher levels you have some additional benefits besides just getting the show ad free if you can't be a patron you can help the show out by running us on spotify and apple podcast you can leave us a five-star rating and if you have time we would love for you to write us a review on apple podcast if you'd like to interact with us we'd love for you to do that as well you can send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com you can send us thoughts questions you can send us suggestions all those things we would love to hear from you so just go over to your email inbox and uh, hit compose and send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so this is the finale of season two of Loki. And as I mentioned earlier, this might be the finale of just Loki in general. Uh, lots to talk about with this finale. It was a, it was a jam-packed episode, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, your general thoughts on episode six here. Man, I love this. I thought they nailed it. If this is the end of this series, what a way to go out. Yeah, look... It may just be the end of Loki. I mean, let's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he kind of has hinted at that. Yeah, he has. Uh, so, like I said, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, as we get towards the end of this thing. But, um, so last week on the show, I told you, I said, you know, episode five, you know, it's. It wasn't if we rank if we were to rank our favorite episodes, uh, this would probably episode five would have been in contention for for number two. It wouldn't have it would not have surpassed episode seven of uh, the Bear. This yeah. one is in contention with that one for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you know, and I was thinking about that because I, I was I was like, you know, I love both of those episodes just so incredibly much. And I, like which one I like more, I don't know. But here's the thing, 
they're the same episode, and that's the reason why I figured this out. Yeah, they're yeah. the same episode because look, I'm not. I don't want to spoil the bear season two for you, uh, so I want to try to keep this in as general terms as I possibly can. Uh, in the bear season two episode seven, you have a character who we have seen throughout the first entire first season and the first six episodes of the second season who has been one thing. He has never deviated from that. He has always been this one thing. That's what that character is. And then we get an incredible transformation from that character in that episode. That's what happens. And Taylor Swift is involved. And Taylor Swift is involved. You're correct. Uh, But in this, it's the same thing. Loki has been one thing. And look, he's had a little bit more of a time to develop and a little bit more time to, to change over the course of things. But even up, even last week in last week's episode, when, you know, he's talking to Sylvie and he is, you know, trying to convince her, uh, you know, we need to save the TVA. We need to do all this type of stuff. I need you to come back so that we can save it. She, you know, she makes him come to the terms with the fact that, yeah, you're wanting to do a good thing, but you're still selfish. You're still doing it for a selfish reason. So yeah. he is still there. What has made Loki Loki for you know the entire run of the MCU that bit of selfishness that has always been in him? It's just manifesting itself in a different way. Now he has completely changed. He has now done something completely unselfish. He has completely, right. you know, I'm going to save this kingdom. This the, this. I'm not saving the TVA. I'm not saving any of that. I'm just going to blow up the loom. I'm going to do my best to save the branches for my friends, but I'm not going to be able to be there with them. I'm going to go live this life of complete and total solitude for the rest of eternity on this throne that I wanted for so long. But now I'm sitting on the throne, not because I want to rule over people, but because I want to save the people that I love. And yeah, it's the same episode. I mean, it is. Uh, it, it, like this is what this is why good writers and good storytellers are so invaluable to Hollywood and to the entertainment industry. Because look, we talk about tropes all the time on this on this show. You know, there are yeah. tropes of, uh, you know. Secret magical weapons. There are tropes right. of you know friends that do so much stuff for you. There's all these tropes out there. So to and this is a trope that you know you sacrifice for your friends. That's a trope. You yeah. have to find a way to tell that trope in the most interesting way possible, in the way that makes you love your characters. And that's what they did on this show. They took a trope yeah. and they just made it incredibly interesting, incredibly compelling and it gave us one of the best episodes of television we'll see this year it was fantastic yeah well we had that conversation about the best episodes of tv let me just mention one that we forgot uh the last of us episode three a long long time Mm -hmm. yeah so i was like i thought about that afterwards it's like oh man i remember we both were like almost in tears watching that one yeah it was but uh that's another good one yeah it is amazing to see the difference of the character of Loki, the growth in 14 years. The man was killing people in New York oh, yeah. mm-hmm. just to be selfish, and now he's giving everything up to protect us all. Who? I mean, no one saw this coming. You know what else was interesting? And I, and I, I think it was the Midnight Boys I was listening to mention this. Loki kind of moved us to the multiverse, mm-hmm. but it ended up being a story about Loki. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Like, it was not opening up this whole other world like we thought it was going to be. Right. It ended up being a story about Loki and his friends. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm, it's almost shocking about that. Yeah. You, you're, you're not wrong. I mean, it's a... And look, 
you know, coming into this thing, I was really interested about how this thing was going to play out because the Variety mm-hmm. article dropped uh, before the final two episodes were uh, were aired for anybody. And there's someone in there that says who is an anonymous deal breaker about Marvel who had seen the last few episodes, and he said, you know, Marvel was effed because of the fact that they had tied themselves so closely to Kang. And so I kept waiting for like that to reveal itself. And look. I'm starting to believe that 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 variety just wants to kill Marvel. I, I think so too. Because remember, we also heard that people hated the fourth episode and they were really nervous about the last two. Yeah, we were fine with the whole series. Yeah, we didn't. The only thing that we could have said the time stuff if you binged it right. could be a bit much. But like you, but like, how could you watch these last two episodes, especially this finale, and think they're in a bad situation? If they wanted to move on from Kang, it they would could. be very easy after this. It would be incredibly easy to move on from him. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could very easily just go a completely different direction. I mean, it would not be hard to move from him at all. Jonathan Majors gave his all on this episode. He did. It was really good. Yeah, we're we're definitely going to be talking about that. So, uh, like I said, I just don't. I, I believe that like some people just are just so ready for Marvel to be done that they are. They are, man. They are going out of their way to to find ways to try to sabotage it or something. Cause like I said, I kept waiting for this thing to where Kang would just be so like, he, you have to like do something with him yeah. from this point on. And it's, it's just never, it just doesn't happen. I mean, they like, you could basically at this point, you could say that like the TVA has Kang under control and that's like, that's why they're there and right. they're just keeping an eye out on it. And every time that they need to in, yeah, intervene man. with him, they, that's what they will go do is they will go find Kang and they'll intervene with him. Uh, you, you know, what's a good comparison here. Like, you know, how like when, and I hate to use the word fake news, but when there's stuff that's not true, right political wise and it gets repeated over and over and it just seeps into people's consciences yeah mm-hmm. and and this is the same thing variety and others are trying to do with marvel yeah. they keep telling us this stuff is bad and you hear people say man i heard loki's terrible yeah it's because they see some random lead on twitter one thing i think marvel needs to do to improve like what critics say about them and to give themselves a better fighting chance for some of this stuff marvel when they give release us it, screeners i agree with well you. they should give us screeners there's no <laughs> question about that I, I think that is a definite uh but when when they give screeners out they only give out like the first four or six episodes yeah and like most of the reviews on on loki have been positive for for loki but there's it's more negative for season two than it is for season one if you had, if they had given out all six, and people had, because all the reviews that you go look at uh, Rotten Tomatoes or any of their place, they're all based on those first four episodes. If right. you if you include these last two episodes in those in those screeners, and people see the entire thing, I think like the reviews for this thing go way up, and people are way I more agree. positive about this. Yeah, because the last two episodes are just absolutely incredible. They are five of the best parts of of season two. Look, they were the best parts of season one as well. I mean, yeah. So they really know how to do the penultimate and the and the finale. So, uh, like I said, it was it was great television. It was just absolutely breathtaking at times. Uh, yeah. So let's just kind of let's just kind of get into the episode real quick. So uh, it starts off basically exactly where the previous episode left off. Uh, Thomas Hilston he has time slipped back to the point where uh, back to the point where. Victor Timely is getting ready to go back onto, uh, I guess, the catwalk. I don't know what you want to call that thing. But uh, that platform, I guess, is a better word for it. 
he's getting ready to go out onto that platform and he is trying to figure out a way to prevent this uh it doesn't work and then we start repeating this over and over again. And everybody kept saying, well, this is Groundhog Day. This is Groundhog Day. No, this is not Groundhog Day. This is Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, this is Edge of Tomorrow. I agree. <laughs> this, this is not Groundhog Day. This is Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, and like I said, for an episode that's going to get really serious and really somber later on, they do a heck of a job of giving us some really great humorous, yeah, uh, humorous moments here at the beginning. Was so funny i laughed every time owen wilson would say wait this time yeah this time this time and, and, then, he, and then like he kept interrupting it's like you have no idea what you're doing and then you know, no i don't trust you and what's great is like one of the most emotionally devastating moments of episode four when victor tommy walks out gets spaghettified yeah. like we were all in shock and we were just like all like <gasps> like gasping when we see this and like now he's doing it over and over and over yeah. again. And now they're making this really, you know, shocking moment. And like, and now they have just played it up for humor. And it's incredibly funny. We're just watching him because it is really. And Jonathan Majors is doing so many faces. Yes, he when is. When he's going out to die, and when he's expl- when he's getting him, he's like, "Isn't this a little quick to us to be doing this?" You know? Just really funny because that's what's great about this is when 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 Loki first gets back to uh, when he's time slipping back to this this time he keeps he asks uh, Ob he asks Orboris played wonderfully by Kiki Kwan oh so good uh, he keeps asking him over and over again all right so what uh, what how do we if we were to do something after this first time after they repeat the, all the events he says what could we have done differently and obi says well we need to do it faster and so he's like faster so he starts trying to like just get him to go faster as he's just trying yeah. to like push him out never keeps working never keeps working and then he realizes okay it's not faster it's got to be sooner so he goes further back in time uh in which we get one of the best scenes of this entire thing so one of he starts like trying to figure out where where exactly he needs to go, but there's a moment when they're in the war room with Ravona Renslayer, Miss uh, Minutes, Brad, and Victor Timely. It's that moment where yeah. at, at the guess uh, at the end of episode three, uh, I think it was episode three or was it episode four? I can't remember. No, it was at the end of episode four, uh, where they're like just like threatening Victor Timely, and like yeah. Loki just storms in and says, "Look, Miss Minutes, I know you're emotionally hurt," uh, and like just the, their faces, like, "Why is yeah. he in here?" It's just absolutely yeah. hysterical. It, it was, and it was like, like you said, just him rushing him. Ob, everyone was just doing such a great job of reacting to the comedy. Casey just multiple times like this happened. <laughs> Uh, and then the best, like the best funniest scene of this entire episode, when he realizes he still got to go even further back, and he takes it to the point where Victor Timely first shows up at the TVA, and he introduces him to Orboris, and he comes down, and he's like, Victor Timely, Orboris, this is Victor Timely, Victor Timely, this is Orboris, you both wrote the TVA hand uh Manual. Yeah. How fascinating! <laughs> he's yeah. just, he's, I was listening to the the House of R podcast. And they replayed this, and I was just dying laughing again listening yeah. to this. He's like, he's like, and look, Mobius. Yes, this person. It looks like you, but don't fret. It's actually Victor Timely, and like, <laughs> it's just so incredibly funny and just so incredibly. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston is killing it in these scenes. Yes, he really is. Uh, and so we get this moment where he's like. He realizes he doesn't understand all this stuff and he's not doing it right. So he finally asks Ouroboros, he says, Ouroboros, if I were to 
if I were to need all of the knowledge that you have to understand this and be able to figure this problem out, how long would it take you to, to teach me? And Norbor says, well, how much do you know already? And he says, let's assume very little, but I am a god, uh, which is a great line. Yeah. Uh, and he says, and he says, decades. And then Victor Tommy says, no, centuries. And then we get black screen, centuries later. Yeah. <laughs> like he knows. Uh all of it from like uh like from start to finish and like they even they even like mention this like ob says like you're surprised um you're surprised get out of knowledge about astrophysics or something like that uh yeah but what's great is at this moment he finally figures out he does it so they get victor tommy out there he goes to the multiplier or whatever and like i said there's a lot of time you want me stuff but it's so enwrapped in humor that i wasn't even thinking about all the time he talk in right, this one right. but it's, he, it's what we've always talked about man yeah. make it fun make it fun and that's what they they did a great job in this final episode of it uh so he, he finally gets the, the thing out there he puts it in the machine he shoots it into the loom it works victor tommy makes his way back everyone's happy and i'm looking at my watch and i'm like it's been like 20 minutes this thing i looked at my the time run on the 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 uh, the uh, length of time for this episode is like 58 minutes like oh we still got quite a bit so this is not over yet yeah, yeah. Uh, and the time loom apparently they they explain it that basically it doesn't matter how much they expand the range of the time loom because the branches are expanding infinitely and you cannot expand you cannot account for uh, infinity and this is when uh, Loki realizes that this problem can't be fixed this way. So he tries to fix it another way. And the other way to fix it is to go back to the moment at the end of season one when Sylvie ends up killing uh, He Who Remains and tries to fix that. So now we get this other montage where he is just repeatedly over and over and over trying to keep Sylvie from killing him. And he fails every single time when he does it. Uh, Another great montage scene. I, I thought this was was another just one revisiting that scene in general. I thought it was great. What do you think? Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. And again, if you want to know why Jonathan Majors is in this universe, that's why he's yes. incredible in that scene. All right, so let's talk about that scene real quick. So uh, as they're going through all these deaths, as they're constantly going through death after death after death, at one point, Loki looks at him and says, why don't you ever do anything? Why do you just always sit there every time? That's when Jonathan Majors, uh, he remains kind of perched up and is like, Oh, he finally did it. He finally yeah. realizes that this is like the who knows how many times he's in it. And this yeah. is when he pauses everything. And this is when he has the conversation with with Tom Hiddleston's Loki. And I'll tell you what, before we do that, let's just take a real quick break because this will be a really good spot to do it. And then we'll get into that. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, so it's like you said, this is where you realize exactly why you get Jonathan Majors for this. And yeah. we're going to be talking about Jonathan Majors. We'll talk about him again here in a second. Uh, but that moment when he realizes that Loki has been doing this over and over again, he stops everything. He, he basically wipes 
Sylvie off of the scene completely. Yeah. Uh, pauses everything. And this is when he lets Loki in on the fact that, yeah, I've even planned this. Yes. Right. I planned what happens after my death. I've been planning what was happening before my death. Uh, and Jonathan Majors is just incredible in this. I mean, when he starts like making fun of the Victor Timely way yeah. he talks, which he is Victor Timely. Right. It's just fantastic. Yeah, when you finally realize, oh, God, he's been doing this all along, it, mm-hmm. is, it is quite the reveal. And like we mentioned, man, Jonathan Majors is a talented guy. Yes, he is. He's he's incredibly talented, and it really sucks that we're having to have these conversations yeah. about what yeah. they're going to do with him and his character. Yeah. Uh, because, look, when you see him do this role, when you see him in this scene specifically, you're like, yeah, this is why Disney said or Marvel said, we're going to just b- plan the entire next three phases of the Marvel Cinematic Universe around this guy. You see it in this right. scene. Well, and also, think about this. We're using Jonathan Majors just as his words in him and his act. We're not even talking about his, The man's humongous. He's a humongous his physical dude. presence. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, th- there's no telling what you could do with Kang is it, like using him in the action scenes. Yeah, because we get just a sm- we probably just got a small glimpse of what they plan for him in Ant Man. Right. Uh, yeah. They obviously have much, much bigger plans for him as they expand the role and use him more later on. Right. So there's obviously bigger plans for him. But yeah, you're correct. I mean, there's the action scenes that they could do with him, the things that they could pull off with him right. would be fantastic. But unfortunately, we don't even know if we're ever going to get that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. who knows at this point if they're going to just recast it, if they're going to go down a yeah. completely different role road with it. Uh, who knows at this point? But yeah, this is if you if you've been wondering why have they banked so hard on Jonathan Majors coming into this thing? This is why because he was electric while he was on screen. Yeah, uh, it's he not was. A, he's not in it very much in this one, but what little he's in, it's just absolutely fantastic. Uh, but this leads, to, he basically points out the fact that uh, to Loki, they either, he has to break the time, he has to either break the time loom and uh, let all these branches do what they're going to do uh, and then bring on the potential for multiversal war. Or he's got to, conv- or he's basically going to have to kill Sylvie because Sylvie isn't going to be convinced by by him. Uh, yeah. And this is when you get just another great scene, because that's what makes this episode so great, is when you've hit this, when we've gotten away from the comedic moments, we're getting into the somber, the somber tones, we're getting into the more serious, dramatic elements. He goes to that moment when, at the end of episode five, when all of them are being uh, you know torn apart, torn into ribbons, torn into spaghetti, whatever you want to call it, and he stops time, he basically tells... Uh, he tells Sofia de Martino's Sylvie, he's, uh, he's like, we're in a, we're separate from time at this point. And this is just kind of shows just how incredibly powerful he's become uh, as, yeah. he's, as he's done this. Uh, and she's he's basically trying to get her permission to kill her. And she won't yeah. do it. And she's not going yeah. to do it. She's not going to give him the easy way out. And he's got to come up with another method. And this is, again, and this transitions to a moment that he has Honestly, the best scene of the, uh, to me, in my personal opinion, we're not doing scenes since this isn't, we'll be doing season awards for this one. To me, this next scene is the best one. It's the one where he has the conversation with Mobius at the beginning of yeah. season one. 
just an right. incredible thing where Mobius is talking about this, these two hunters who have to go out and kill this person, uh, have to prune this person who ends up, this child who would lead to 5,000 deaths and uh, Loki correctly figures out that he's talking about himself in Ravona Renslayer. Uh, yeah. And look, Mobius, Owen Wilson doesn't get enough credit for his acting ability. No, he doesn't. He does not. He's killing in this. What do you think about this scene? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was phenomenal. And, you know, like you said, you're getting also the knowledge of replaying that first scene mm-hmm. and then uh, what Loki is knowing from, you know, what, what we've experienced, I guess, his centuries, thousands right. of yes. years, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that was interesting, to, you know, to watch. And, you know, it's it's so, suddenly hitting uh, Loki what he has to do. Yeah, because it, in that scene that, that we're talking about, Mobius says, you know, it's nothing but burden. It's not like something that they go and enjoy doing. Like it's, uh, you know, you only, you choose your burden because he, Mobius says, you know, because when Loki reveals that it was Mobius and Ravona Renslayer, Mobius reveals that he wasn't capable of doing that. He wasn't capable of going in right. and, and pruning this child, but Ravona Renslayer, she did what she had to do. She didn't, even if she didn't like it, even if she didn't enjoy it, it's what needed to be done. So she went and she pruned the child. And it makes me wonder if the child that they're talking about was a Loki variant. Uh, oh yeah. It's, um, I kind of think that's the case. And this is when it just is kind of like a light bulb for Loki. It just kind of goes off for him. He's like, the only thing I can do at this point to protect, to truly protect and save my friends is he's got to go destroy the loom. And when he does that, he's got to save the branches. Uh, it's a really powerful moment because when he finally, yeah. he slips back to that moment when the loom is getting ready to be destroyed, everyone around him is freaking out. And instead of Victor Timely going down down the shaft this time, it's Loki going down and everybody's wondering what's going on and he locks them all out. Uh, and he just starts walking out and we get this just this incredibly powerful moment just watching Tom Wilson yeah. walk out towards this thing. Like I said, I didn't know where they were going, but I was captivated the entire time watching. What about you? Yeah, and I loved watching his suit change to the green. Yes. Oh, yes, that was great. Yeah, yeah and the like, horns start to form around. Yeah, him. the horns, and then you see him grabbing the you know the tr- the, the 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 different branches, and they're mm-hmm. becoming green, showing that he has them. Man, it was something. You know, we complained a lot about Marvel CGI, but it was really good. This here. is fantastic. Yeah, and one of the things I do like about this because. You think about the penultimate episode in season one where you have classic Loki paid by Richard, what's his name? Uh, we talked about him previously. Richard E. Grant. Richard E. Grant. Uh, in that moment, he is doing basically the same thing that Loki's doing in yeah. this point. He is doing a self, he's doing a sacrificial thing. He is using all of his power. He's like, using his hands to create all this stuff and it's a very similar scene to where loki is using his powers and using his hands to just completely rip the loom apart uh and all those branches just start coming at him and key kwan's uh obi uh points out he's like they're all dead all the branches are dying and and they've got to be, something's got to be done to save them this is when loki starts grabbing him he starts grabbing more yeah. they start coming green and he makes this slow climb look there is there is some serious look there's a lot of imagery in this but we're getting serious christ-like imagery of you know he's mm-hmm. got those branches in his hands he's yeah, climbing yeah. up these stairs he's climbing up this hill uh you get the same thing you know that's very much like christ climbing up the climbing up the hill yeah. uh with the burden on his back uh like i said i'm pretty sure that's that's intentional uh 
but he gets to his throne the thing that he has wanted ever since we met this character in uh the very first thor he always wanted a throne and yeah. he finally gets his throne but it's not he's not sitting on a throne this time because of the fact that he's going he's going to rule over the people that he sits on a throne for he's doing it because he's doing it out of love and like that's you know we talked about this when we talked about um game of thrones um uh what's that show uh, that uh, god what am i i can't think of it myself. i can't think of it either uh but anyway the, the game of thrones show that we recovered the 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 spinoff uh i can't remember what it is but anyway i'll think of it in a second yeah i will too but uh we talked about this a lot, you know. House of Dragon. House of Dragon, thank you. <laughs> it's been a long night. Uh, no, we've been going for a while. Uh, but uh, in House of Dragon, you know, why do you want to rule? Why do you want to be king? You know, this is one of the things that they talk about that's kind of the thing that gets discussed. And, like, even with, like, at the original uh, Game of Thrones, you know, the person who ends up on the throne is not the person who wanted the throne. It was the person who, you know, needed to be on the throne. And that's... yeah kind of the way it ends up happening with Loki here. It's not because he ends up with this throne, not because it's what he wanted. It's because it's what he needed to do. And it's because he's doing this to, because he's doing it out of love, not out of a desire to rule. And he gets on that throne and then they pan out and you see this incredible looking tree, which like, yeah. it, I've, it, I felt so stupid. It's like they've been talking about branches the entire time. Of course it's a tree. <laughs> I never thought about that either. Yeah, I know. And every, they never say it, uh, but the thing that's been speculated upon is that this tree is more than likely uh, Yggdrasil or Yggdrasil. I've heard it pronounced a bunch of different ways, uh, but the that, this tree that they're specifically people are talking about is a tree from Norse mythology, and since Loki, Thor, and all these people are yeah. from Norse mythology, it makes sense that this would be that tree. Um, and like I said, even the TVA, like when the when they go when they go back to TVA, the poster is now not like taking out branches. It's about learning how to grow the branches. Like they got somebody watering. I don't know if you noticed that on the poster or not. Uh, oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah. They, like like when they first go back to TVA, there's this poster of TVA agents watering a tree. Uh, and so like I said, so their entire their entire motivation, their entire deal has completely changed at this point. Um, but like I said, just an absolutely incredible uh, moment. We still got some more stuff to talk about, but uh, it's just like I said, it was just an incredible moment to see this. And like I said, this is when I start to realize we might not see Loki and Tom Hiddleston yeah. ever again. What were your thoughts? Uh, you know, I I wasn't sure because like he looks so content at the yeah, end. Like this is my burden, but like it was. Tom Hiddleston went on the Tonight Show the next day yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and was like, "Yeah, I've been doing this 14 years. I feel like this is the end." Yeah, and I was like, "What?" Now, granted, he did a interview over the weekend and said, "I thought I was done twice before with this character, <laughs> and they've brought me back." So I don't. I feel like we're done with this version of Loki. Mm-hmm. We may see a multi, you know, multi-universe right. Loki again. It wouldn't surprise me if we don't see him again until like Secret Wars or Kang Dynasty. That's like, what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. It would surprise me if like we like even with this, like if if Kang's like the whole thing is like I have to get back to this tree and destroy this tree and destroy Loki so I can make it all one timeline again or something like that. Like I said, I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of ways, I, but I don't. I truly don't believe if we see him again, I don't think it's going to be until then. I, I really truly believe that. Yeah. Do you think we see the people from the show again? That's a really good question. Um, 
I, I think Kihu Kwan was so good. I feel like he's going to pop up somewhere. Yeah, I feel like that too. But uh, they kind of make it look like Hunter B-15 and Renslayer may be seen again. Yeah, that's another thing. Because like Renslayer basically at the end of this, uh, she's we, we, we haven't seen her throughout the entire episode. Uh, but they eventually flashes back to she's in the void. There's a pyramid in the background. Some, some people have speculated, is this like a, a reference to the, the Ramatut version of Kang that exists out there? Uh, and then there is that purple light that's a, that, and there's yeah. this like roar or a growl. Uh, some people don't know if that's uh, Eliath that was the big beast at the end of, uh, at the end of time in episode five. Because in the comics, she tames that beast. And that's one of the reasons uh-huh. why that's one of the reasons why uh kang is able to win is because she tames that beast and he's that beast is uh so helpful to him yeah. to in controlling it uh so like i said some people wonder if that's Elias that is seeing her there or if that's actually kang that is seeing her there uh who knows i have no idea at this point yeah but, um, it, it, to me it feels like owen wilson's done yeah that really felt like owen wilson was done that was a great i moment. think sylvie as well yeah, I think she's probably done as well. I think that's probably the last that we see of either of them. Especially Owen Wilson, because I don't know what else Owen Wilson's yeah, character well, could do yeah, in this. Right. Uh, but like I said, just the way that he is, uh, when he's looking, when he's talking to to Sylvie, and that moment mm-hmm. when he realizes, you know, I'm just going to sit here for a second and take some time. And like, and then it immediately flashes to Loki with this, like this, small smile on his face like my friend is finally happy my friend is finally free yeah uh just incredible stuff from from both mobius from owen wilson and from tom Hiddleston. just absolutely uh fantastic all around it's just incredible look things if you want to nitpick this episode we we don't get brad at all since episode four yeah uh yeah if you want to nitpick I, I don't think they did Hunter B-15 good this season. Yeah. She was a very small part. She really Green did. Slayer kind of was, too. Yeah. Both of them. She was. You're, you're not wrong, uh, like I said. But it really felt like they... This is the Loki show, uh, so it really felt like they yeah. really wanted to... They really wanted to pay homage and like give, mm-hmm. give this character who is so incredibly vital, who is so incredibly important... And so beloved to by Benny in the MCU, yeah. it's like we're going to make sure that we give him the proper send off that he deserves. Uh, right. And it came at a bit of a sacrifice to the rest of the, some of the rest of the characters on this show. Uh, right. So if you want to nitpick it, you know there are places that you can nitpick it. But other than that, like I said, it's just an absolutely incredible episode of television. Just an incredible. Yeah. One of these days, I, I want to like spend like two or three days and just watch episode one of season one all the way to the end of episode uh, season two because uh, it really feels like that's just one true complete story. It's like yeah, half of one book in season one, half of the other book in half the same book in in season two. Yeah, definitely would be more fun to watch this again. Yeah, it really would be. Uh, like I said, I don't know when I'm ever going to get the chance to do that, uh, but I would love to get yeah. a chance to do that at some point. So, uh, just remarkable. Absolutely loved it. Uh, anything else you want to add before we do our awards for this one? You know, if this was the end, well, I'm assuming this is the end of this series, they had a hell of a run. Yeah, they really did. Uh, it, it was absolutely incredible. I, I, like I said, there's no plans to do. I was kind of hoping like we'd get the little t- yeah. stinger that we got at the end of season one. Like, season three, we'll come back or whatever. So, But we didn't get it. Nothing. We got nothing. <laughs> so, like, it really feels like that's the end of, like, the show. Yeah. And it really feels like it's the end of Loki. So, uh, yep. if, like, and a part of me, like, I love Tom Hiddleston, love Loki. But part of me wonders, you know, if they bring him back, like, you ruin this moment if you do. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. All right. Shall we do some more words then? Let's do it.
here on the Main Attraction Podcast whenever we wrap up a season of a television show. We'd like to give out six awards, all based on the six characters of Friends. Uh, first is the Rachel, the star of the show. I think we both know where we're going on this one. Well, I'm going two people because right, I right, think okay. you got to throw. I think you got to throw Owen Wilson in here because we've mentioned him a lot too. Yeah. Uh, of course, Loki, Tom Hiddleston. Uh, you know, this show doesn't isn't nearly as good if Owen Wilson isn't in this. Like I don't, he like like we praised him a lot earlier. I just I, it, it's just not the same. Yeah, you're 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 correct about that. I mean, Owen Wilson is a huge important part. I didn't put him here as the Rachel. I only went with Tom Hiddleston uh, as Loki. Uh, just this is very much his story, so that's the reason why I left yeah. him here by himself. But I can understand why you would go ahead and put two people here. Yeah. Uh, your Joey, who's your Joey? The person you just uh, character you just loved. I went with Kihi Kwan as OB here. Okay, this is where I went with Owen Wilson as uh, Mobius. I put him here. Uh, I went with Kihi Kwan somewhere else. Um, So who do you have for your channel, the person who made you laugh the most? I went with Eugene Cadero as Casey Athon. He is always very funny. Yeah, he is. He's always funny. Uh, this is where I put Kiki Kwan. I thought he was. Yeah. Uh, he made me laugh quite a bit when he was on here. He did, and what a great addition he was. I, I have a feeling Marvel will use him again. Yeah, I would. I really think they'll. Fig- I think they'll figure something out for him because he's just yeah. so. He's just so charming yeah. and delightful. Uh, the Phoebe, the oddball bunch. You'd go with for your Phoebe. I mean, Miss Minutes has to always be on here. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about putting her here, but uh, she didn't cross my mind. And then Renslayer. Okay, this is where I put Jonathan Majors as Victor Timely. Uh, I put okay. him as, as the oddball. Just the cadence and everything else, uh, just and yeah. just the way they introduce him, it's just, uh, yeah, I think he does really well for this role. So. He really does. Uh, the Monica, a character who just has an important role in the story, who are you giving your Monica to? I went with uh, Sylvie and B-15. Okay, I just went with Sylvie, but I could see putting B-15 here as well. Yeah. Uh, especially for season one, now season two. Yeah, yeah. They, it's like yeah. we said earlier. They kind of did her an injustice for season two. Right. All right, the Ross, your least favorite character. Uh, he Who Remains. Okay, uh, He Who Remains is good. Uh, this is where I put uh, uh, Guru and Batha Ra as Ravona Renslayer. Uh, yeah. You know, anybody who crushes, like, uh, a whole bunch of people in a small, tiny box, you know. Yeah, uh, man. I'm all for putting them in there as the Ross. Yeah. So. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever uh, we wrap up a season of television show, we give our overall rating for the entire thing. At the top of our list is a succession. Uh, second in uh, line is a lost. Middle of the road for us is a friends. Beneath friends is a full house. And bottom of the barrel for us is Baywatch. Uh, we both have been at succession the entire way. I'm assuming where you're staying there. Oh, man, absolutely. This has been an incredible run, incredible season. I feel for whatever Marvel shows next. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Echo. Echo, Echo, yeah, Echo's next. Well, luckily, Echo is, they're making it like, hey, this is a limited series, uh, you know, it's not with the MCU, really, so, like, they're doing a good job of that. I do feel for Echo coming after this, because, man, it was fantastic. Yeah, Echo is, they're, they're starting something different with Echo. They're calling it the Spotlight, so basically it's yeah, yeah. it's part of the MCU, but it's kind of, like, detached from it as well, so yeah. like I said, I'm not really sure exactly what all that means, and it's so weird, because everybody's reaction to it has been just so completely different. Some people said, well, now Marvel's just telling me I don't have to have uh, watched any of this stuff, so I'm never going to watch any of it again. And some people have said, oh, like, Lord. Uh, like, well, they should have been doing this all along. And so I don't know, you can't make everybody happy, but no, you can. Uh, but I'm with you, succession all the way. Uh, look, it's it's not just like the best Marvel TV show that they've done, it's one of the best things Marvel has done. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. It's just absolutely incredible. I mean, it's right up there with you know the best in, uh, Avengers movies, it's right up there with 
the Winter Soldier, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Yeah. It's just, it's so incredibly good. I was. Well, it, it's also, man. I, I think it's one of the. This has been one of the best shows of the year. Yeah. Yes, it has been. It's 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 definitely going to be on my top ten when we do our top ten list. So, yeah. uh, just a little spoiler. I'm wondering for you out there. All right, uh, so that wraps up our coverage of Loki. Uh, but before we go, we would like to do some things that we are looking forward to. So what are some things you are looking forward to? Well, I'm going to do some recommendations okay, instead. All right, so uh, I, we watched, uh, when I say we, my wife and I, we watched All the Light We Cannot See, the uh, miniseries okay, on, on Netflix. Netflix yeah. yeah, it was really good. I, I saw some of the reviews of that were down. I don't know what people want anymore. It is a story... <laughs> about a a blind woman in in uh france when it's being bombed in world right. war ii mark ruffalo uh hugh laurie's in it i really enjoyed it i actually think it should have been longer it's four episodes i think it should have been six it's a beloved book okay. uh, my wife loved loved the book she enjoyed this she thought it could have been better uh but like it's still worth watching so all the light we cannot see uh i also watched the killer the david fincher yeah i want to watch uh, that you know, uh, movie on with Michael Fassbender on Netflix worth watching. I don't understand why they didn't put this in theaters because this is a movie. You, the it's uh, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails is doing the sound, yeah. the score, which he always does for David Fincher. Man, I wanted to be in the theater and having this rattling around. I don't know why this it was had in a the very limited. On. It had a very very limited very. theatrical release in very limited uh, cities, but it did not stay there long. And look, it should have been there long. Netflix wants, I mean, they want you to subscribe. They don't want you to go into the movie theater. So that's that's the main reason why it doesn't didn't have a real uh, significant uh, theatrical run. But I do want to see it. One of these days, uh, you know, right now I'm in soccer practice, uh, soccer mode. But once I get yeah. out, I'm hopefully going to catch up on all this stuff. Yeah. And then uh, the Jennifer Lawrence movie that came out the summer, the comedy, No Hard Feelings, yeah, it's on day. Netflix. It's really, really funny. Uh, definitely, definitely recommend watching that. And then Ray Romano has a movie that he wrote and direct on uh, Hulu called Somewhere in Queens. Oh, really? And he is a middle-aged father that has a son that's uh, a good basketball player in high school, and he's trying to help his son get a scholarship. Okay. And he's in this big Italian family, so it's, it's a drama comedy it's really good somewhere in queens it's on hulu okay i've not heard that one the other ones i've heard of i've not heard that one so uh that sounds interesting to place so uh the only thing i've got i've got a thing i'm looking forward to uh it's something that we're going to start covering next week it is monarch which comes out on apple tv plus yeah. uh it releases this weekend so look it's and if you don't know what monarch is about it's all about um uh godzilla king kong all the monsters yeah. uh that they started in the theatrical run i'm not sure if they're how much of that's going to play into this television well, show I know, I know kong skull island is because john john goodman is playing the same character oh yeah you're right about that so uh and he died in that so that's interesting i guess this is gonna be in the past if i'm not mistaken or? I, i'm not sure Anyway, it looks interesting. Look, anything yeah. that involves giant monsters is always fun. So, uh, But we're going to try to talk about it all here on the show next week. Uh, so for next week, if you're wondering what we'll be covering, uh, we've got uh, Invincible coming up this Friday. We're covering season, uh, we're covering episode three of Invincible. We've already got it recorded. It's waiting. It'll be waiting for you when it releases on Thursday night. So we'll have that for you uh, when it ends up airing and then we will also be discussing next weekend uh this show monarch as because we've wrapped up uh kind of all of our other stuff at this point so uh anything else you want to add before we go 
Yeah, appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I will echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.